No, the most important thing that any of us do is to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Nothing else in life matters as much as that. But maybe one of the most important things that follows that is doing the most with life and the gifts that God gives us. What do we do with what we have? If I want to be the very best parent I can be, then I need to be the very best follower of the Lord Jesus Christ I can be. If I want to be the very best young person that can set the kind of example and live the kind of life and, and look toward the future with hope, I need to be the very best follower of the Lord Jesus Christ that I can possibly be. Making the most of what we have is important as we look at it and as we think about it together. And I want to just mention a woman found in the Bible uh, only one time, and she's only mentioned once in Acts chapter 9 as we look at it. And I'm just going to read the first couple of verses instead of the whole section for the sake of time. But in verses 36 and 37 of Acts chapter 9, we are introduced to a woman named Dorcas. And there's three things that stand out about her that I want to mention this morning about what it means to make the most out of our life. You know, I don't think any of us want to come to that point in time when we stand in the presence of our God and He asks us, what did you do with what I gave you? Nothing. I just lived my life like it didn't matter. I got my insurance paid up so I knew I was going to heaven and that's all that really made a difference. I don't think any of us want to stand there before our God and say, I didn't do anything with the gifts that you gave me. I didn't do anything with the life that you presented me. I lived selfishly. I lived for me. I wanted what I wanted, and I did what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, and how I wanted to do it. We don't want it to be that way. And I think there's some things here that help us to understand that, and I want to invite you to stand with me as we look at these couple of verses in Acts chapter 9, verses 36 and 37. And the scripture says, now in Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated in Greek is called Dorcas. This woman was abundantly abounding with deeds of kindness and charity, and she continually did these things. And it happened that at that time that she fell sick and died, and when they had washed her body, they laid her in an upper room. And it goes on to talk about how Peter came. God raised her from the dead through the ministry that Peter had. But those, that verse that stands out that we want to look at, a disciple who did good things that impressed and influenced the people in her life. Let's pray together. Father, this morning, we live in a world that's so desperately in need of men and women and young people who will determine to let their lives make a difference for good, for you. We need Christian homes. We need Christian mothers and dads. We need Christian young people. Not just in name, not just because they come to church on a Sunday morning or wherever they may go, but Father, we need men and women and boys and girls, young people that will stand up and say, I want to be counted. I want to make a difference. I want to live for Christ. I want to make the most of my life. The vast, vast majority of people live their lives entirely less than what they ought to be and what they could be. They never achieve because they never seek to make the most of who they are. 
just reinforce some things in our minds this morning, Father, and, and make a, give us a new commitment, a new determination that we want to be the best that we can be for the glory of God, for the sake of our family, for the sake of our friends, for the sake of those that we're around. We need to make a difference, and we can only do that when we become the very best that we can be, when we do the most that we can do with what we have. And I pray that you'd help us understand that in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, there's three things that I mentioned that, that stand out that I want us to think about. If we're, if we're going to do the most with what we have, if we're going to really be able to be the kind of people, if I'm going to be the kind of parent that I need to be, then I'm going to have to be willing, first of all, to be something. See, what the Scripture says about Dorcas or Tabitha is that it says that she was a disciple. We have to be something. See, this morning, you and I need to decide in our lives and in our hearts that we want to be a Christian. We want to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. It starts by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, by acknowledging I'm a sinner, and there's nothing that I can do that will ever change that perspective. I can never be right with God. I can never be forgiven. I can never trust that heaven is my home until I come to that point in time in which I say I follow Jesus Christ. I accept him, what he did upon the cross. I receive his forgiveness, and I accept his lordship and saviorhood of my life. I am a follower of Christ. And then having accepted him, having made him Lord of our life, become our Savior, and we become Christians, we need to live like Christians. We need to be disciples. If you want to be the kind of mother that can raise a child, that can, be a, that can see the hope of glory, that can see the hope of heaven, that can see the hope of life abundant right now, that can see past all the trauma, troubles and things in our world, the darkness and the violence and the evil in our world, if you want a child that can look into that and see life in its abundance, then you as a mother, you as a dad, need to be the very best disciple of Christ that you can be. You need to allow yourself to look at Christ. To be a disciple means to be a follower. It means to be one who is determined to be a learner, one who has put themselves under the headship, under the lordship, under the authority of someone else, and to be a part of that. When Jesus asked the people to be disciples, when he called us to be disciples, he was saying to them, follow me. He wasn't saying, learn philosophy. He didn't say learn religion. He didn't say learn theology. He didn't say to go out and practice all the things that the world says are good. He says, follow me. And if I'm going to be the kind of parent, if I'm going to be the kind of Christian that can make a difference in the world in which I live, the, the goal of my life must be that I follow Jesus that I want to be a disciple, I want to know him, I want to love him, I want to learn from him, I want to be what he is in every way that I can, I want his life to be shed upon me, his love to be shown through me, I want his kindness to be seen in the way that I live, I want his patience to be exhibited in me, I want Christ's character to be so real in me that people see him and never know that I'm around, they need to see Jesus. And that's what we need to be. If I, if I can't be the kind of parent I want to be, no matter how hard I try, if Christ isn't Lord of my life, if I'm not determined to follow him, to be a disciple of him, to learn from him, to let him teach me, his love needs to shine forth in my life, his example. It needs to be a part of all that I am. We need to be Christians. We call ourselves Christians. We come to church on Sunday. But what God is asking us to do, what we need to learn when he, Jesus said this about Tabitha, about Dorcas, he said, God said about her, she was a disciple. That meant she followed Christ. 
She believed in him. She walked with him. She knew him, and she lived her life in the way that gave an example of who he was. We, folks, we need to be Christians, not just here on Sunday morning, but we need to be Christians at work. We need to be Christians at home. We need to be Christians at school. We need to be Christians wherever we go, wherever we are. We need to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and people need to know that. We don't need to hang our head in shame. We don't need to be embarrassed about it. We don't need to be wondering what people are going to think about us. It doesn't matter what they think about us. What matters is what does God think about you. We need to be disciples, but we not only need to be something, we need to do something. See, the Bible said here, as we looked at it, that she, did, she, went, she abounded in good works in doing things for people, in meeting people's needs, and being a part of that. We need to do something. And it matters what that we do. We, we can't talk about it. We can't just dream about it. We need to actually do something with our life. Edward Hale wrote a, a, several different things and things, but he, he said, I'm only one, but I am one. And I can't do everything, but I can do something. And what I can do, I ought to do, and what I ought to do, I can, by God's grace, do it. We can't solve all the problems in the world. We can't even solve all the problems in Kiwana. But we can do something. See, there's one person that you can make a difference in their life. There's one person that the way you live and the way you speak and the way you act can beat all the difference in the world in them, can change their course of their life, can change the very direction of their living by the person that you are as you live your life in faith before God, as you do the things that God has set in your heart to do and to be a part of in all the things that we're a part of and that we do. One person can make a difference. One kind act can make a difference. One kind word can make a difference. We need to do something. You know, we've all heard the saying that love is something that you do. It's easy for us to say, I love you. It's easy for us to say, we love the people of Kwana and we want the best of Kwana. It, what matters is what do we do about that? What are we doing to teach this city that God so loved them that he gave his only begotten son? That whoever, any person and every person could know him as Lord and Savior of their life, could know the wonder of what it means to be a child of the living God, could understand what it means to have life that has meaning and purpose and power in the midst of it and all that's going on. We need to do something for the kingdom of God. And that involves all of us. See, we've all been gifted. Some of the harshest words Jesus Christ had were for those people who didn't do anything with the life that God gave them, with the gifts that God presented to them. Judas got on to Mary when she broke the perfume over Jesus' feet and poured the, told her what a waste it was. And Jesus said to Judas, she has done what she can. That's all God asks, is that we do what we can. That God doesn't want us to try to be what everybody else is being. God made you unique and amazing. There's no one in all the world that has ever been or ever will be like you. You are so amazing in the sight of God. And he gave you the ability to do what no one else could do. 
And he wants you to do what you can do with what he's given you and what's being a part of it. You matter to God. You matter to the world. And you can do what you need to do in what it is. We don't compare ourselves. The Bible says the utmost of foolishness is for us to compare ourselves to one another. And yet that's what we spend our lives doing. We, we want to be like somebody else. We want to compare ourselves. We either do it because we want to feel better about ourselves and we say they're worse than us, or we do it because we feel so inferior they're all so much better than me. That's a bunch of malarkey. You have no right ever to compare yourself to anyone except Jesus Christ. God made you who you are. And you're to take that and you're to use it for God's glory. And you're to do the things that God has placed in your heart and in your mind to do and be the person God's called you to be and be a part of it. Not only do we be something and not only do we do something, we need to leave something. There'll be a day when you and I are no longer here. We'll be put in a grave and our life here will be over. But our influence will keep going. Whether it's good or whether it's bad is up to us, but it'll keep going. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13 says, Write these words. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from henceforth, for their works shall follow them, and they shall rest from their labors. Everything that we do, everything that we are, is a testimony of what we're supposed to be in the kingdom of God. And our lives matter. And how we live is the legacy that we leave behind. How we live is the heritage that we leave for our children and for our grandchildren and for those that we associate with. How we live matters and what kind of influence that we have. Max Lucado wrote a book that said, that was named as he looked at it, that we live our lives in a way that we outlive our life. Wouldn't that be a great thing to know? That we so walked with God, that we so loved Him with our hearts and our lives and the way that we lived and the things that we did, that long after our physical presence was here, people still felt the power of God in their life. People had come to know Christ through your ministry. People's lives had been changed. Homes had been affected. People had been seen to see love that they'd never known love. People who had been broken had been mended. Things had happened because they saw in you the Savior. And through the Savior, their lives were changed and affected. What a difference that makes. That even beyond our grave, even beyond the times of our lives, that our lives keep on going. Going through our children and our grandchildren and their children and their grandchildren. The heritage of faith in the part that is there. Are we living that way? See, what you and I need to do this morning is, is recommit ourselves to be Christians, to be disciples. We need to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, not followers of some political party, not followers of some philosophy, not followers of some religion. We need to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and committed to Him. I want to know Him, Paul said. I want to know Him in the fullness of the fellowship of His sufferings. I want to know Christ. I want to be His follower. I want to be a disciple. We need to be that. We need to do something. But we don't need to do it because someone else is doing it. We don't need to compare ourselves to anyone else. You'll remember Peter, John took, Jesus took Peter aside as at the end of the book of John and he talked to him and he took him aside and he said, feed my sheep. And he looked back and there was John. 
You remember that, that story? And Peter, trying to get the pressure off himself, said, well, what about him? That's what we like to do. We like to get everything away from us and put to other people. Say, so, well, they're not doing it, and they're not doing it, and they're not doing it. It doesn't matter. Jesus said to Peter, you don't worry about him. I'm talking to you. And that's what he's saying to each of us. It's not about anybody else. It's about me. Will I be a disciple? Will I do the things with my life that God has given me to do? And will I leave the kind of legacy of faith that allows people to be influenced even beyond the days of my life? Let's pray together. Father, this morning, thank you for the privilege that we've had to be here in this place, to be joined together as brothers and sisters in Christ, to worship and fellowship, for the joy of celebrating our mothers and all that's a part of that time and the time with the children that we've had, and Father, the music that we've had, all the celebration of, of these young people and the prom and, and the things that go on in the specialness of their lives as they continue to mature and grow and all the things that are happening. Father, there's just so much that we have to be grateful for. But Father, we live in a time in which more than, it's more important than maybe it's ever been before that we would live out our lives in a way that we make the most of what we have, the most of what we are for the sake of the kingdom. People don't need new philosophies, new directions, new anything. They just need to see Christ in the lives of people who are Christians. People who truly have accepted Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life have chosen to make that the priority of their living, to be a disciple. And by being a disciple then to do the things of life that have been committed to each of us individually. And to so live our lives that the impact, the influence of our faith reaches out beyond our own lives to the lives of others around us. So Father, in these moments of invitation, it's your time. May we just recommit ourselves to being Christians, to doing Christian work, to leaving a legacy of faith that'll make a difference not only now, but in the days to come. And I pray that in Christ's name. Amen.